Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Miss Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Ms. Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California, bringing us today's topic of doll babies to bless and heal. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you will be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Miss Kat and Conjurman Ali. How are you guys doing today on this gorgeous, gorgeous day? Oh, it's a beautiful day, and we're doing quite well. Um, things are just, you know, cooking along at the shop. I'm so glad that we really put ourselves as an online shop as well as in person before this whole pandemic came down because I don't know what I would be doing now <laughs> if we had to rely only on walk-in trade or primarily on walk-in trade. But it was just one of those unknown blessings that we were out in the countryside, so we couldn't rely on walk-in trade, so we built a large web presence. And um, I've been talking to owners and employees of a number of uh, metaphysical stores, and um, there's been quite a lot of of, um, economic woe going around. And um, people who did not have websites are belatedly building them. (laughs) Only 20 years too late. Um, But they are building websites now. So if your local metaphysical shop is... Uh, suspending operations, has closed its doors, but has gone online, please um, seek them out online. Seek Mm -hmm. them out on social media and try to find out how you can still buy locally because when this is all over, they will reopen their doors and they will need customers. But I can tell you right now that Lucky Mojo, which has positioned itself also as a wholesale manufacturer, we're doing a lot of wholesale, a lot, but it's wholesale to people who have online shops. And those who only had um, walk-in stores um, are feeling a big pinch. They're laying off employees, and they are mm-hmm. cutting down on their stock that they're keeping on their shelves. So my best wishes to everybody. Um, there are so many shops keepers and shop owners that I know. Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if you do want to know about a shop that is owned and operated by someone from AIR, the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, 
you can go to the AIR website, readersandrootworkers.org, and there is a a link uh, to a page down toward the bottom on the left, and it says spiritual suppliers. Now, this doesn't mean that these are the only ones that we you know recommend, but these are members of AIR who not only do readings or and root work, these are people who keep stocked shelves and will either sell to you in person if they can or online if they must, and or perhaps online by preference. So check out AIR to find some spiritual suppliers near you. And in the meantime, if your local uh, shop has closed, consider buying online from one of the larger online outfits, as long as the stuff you're getting is the real stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, I'm going to just say it flat out. Don't be buying that crap, you know, that crap oil. You all know what it is. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Um, buy, mm-hmm. buy something that's handmade, that's been prayed over, that, that has some beauty to it, has some herbs in it, and that you know that it really is what it is. And there's a lot of good vendors all around. Um so that's my word for the day. I've been working hard on um, book production. Um, right now I have a giant canvas of old text with broken type. And when you get mm-hmm. down to that pixel level and you find like a letter A that has broken type, and then you have to find a letter A in the same font and the same size, and you cut and paste that A in and you have to get it just right, you can create you know, a lot of time wasting for yourself. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I've done this before. Those of you who remember the book, um, this amazing book, which is a book I, I did reprinting some old um, medical, uh, herbal medical stuff to go along with Hoodoo Urban Root Magic. It's Hoodoo Urban Root Medicine. But in that book, there are these little advertisements, little two-line um three-line advertisements from the 1940s that advertised this book and other books from the same company. And boy, I'm looking at them right now, how clean they look. If only you know how many letter M's I had to cut and paste to get those to look that clean. (laughs) And sure, I could have retypeset them in Courier type, but why do it? You know, it's kind of a preservation thing. I feel like I'm... um, you know, restoring the frescoes or something in in uh, Assisi, Italy, after the earthquake. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy things that I do. But anyway, so I've been spending the last couple of days replacing the letter A. I will go on to the letter B later, you know. It's that bad. But when you see the book... When you see the book, The Guiding Light to Power and Success, you will see a beautiful, nicely typeset ad, and you'll go, why, that just looks as clean as the day it was printed. Wrong. Mm -hmm. That's as clean as the day I got through with it. All right, so that's what's happening at Lucky Mojo. We're keeping on, keeping on. Oh, and I'm on Hoodoo Psychics, by the way. I've been doing a lot of work on Hoodoo Psychics, and I want to just give a shout-out to Deacon Millett for running Hoodoo Psychics. I've been on every Saturday. And I've lengthened my office hours. I started um, from 1 to 5, and I'm now running from about 1 to 7 or 8, and it's just fine. I have no uh, difficulty doing that. And um, anybody who wants to catch me on Hoodoo Psychics, there's a lot of other good readers there too, Just um, you can even call ahead when I'm not there, and I'll, I didn't know this till yesterday, you'll be put in a queue 
of people who were waiting for me to call back. And when I got there, about uh, 15 minutes late, on um, at one, I had three people in the queue already waiting for me. So um, <laughs> that was kind of cool. So I love you all, and love you for catching me on Hoodoo Psychics. It's a, a really nice way to work. I will say one little thing, because I know Ali always talks about the kind of clients he's got. Oh, boy, Hoodoo Psychics. Um, the Capricorns are are reduced to tears and the oh, Tauruses yeah. the Tauruses are just banging their heads against the door saying, Let me out <laughs> <laughs> It's awful. It's awful. I feel so sorry for the poor Capricorns, you know. It's just it's just the thing is spinning out of control for them. And the Tauruses who have Uranus and Taurus right now are just going, But I had everything planned. Why did this go wrong? <laughs> oh boy. So that's my news. How are things with you, Ollie? Things are uh, quite good, uh, as best as they can be in the circumstances uh, that we're all living in. I just wanted to, to – I have two things to say, but the first is I really wanted to reiterate that uh, what you were saying earlier. Please, 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 if you could hear the sound of my voice, my lovely voice, heed it uh, by locally because what happens – in this particular moment is going to stick with us for years to come. This pandemic situation is either going to lead to a consolidation of kind of the worst corporations you can imagine, the Amazons of the world, or we're going to come out of this better with a completely new business model where we've kind of broken the hold of, of capitalism over us. But, but right now businesses are hurting and the only thing that's doing well is like, Amazon and Zoom and whatnot, whose stocks are just flying through the roof. So if you can, buy that book from a local bookstore. You can order it. Uh, your spiritual supplies, you know, don't go to Amazon. Don't, don't buy it directly from there. Or go to Lucky Mojo and order from there. Go to the websites of these shops because, uh, you know, what you do with your spending practices now will have a deep, deep impact in the months to come. And this is also astrologically um, supported because we're, we're this year, 2020 is the year of the great conjunction. It's a, when, when uh, Saturn and uh, Jupiter conjunct in a particular sign. And in this particular year, it's moving out of the element of earth and moving into the element of air and Aquarius. Oh, yeah. And that always mm-hmm. signals radical transformations, but those radical transformations are determined by the, uh, activities leading up to the conjunction. So leading up to December, the stuff we do now is going to matter for the next 20 years or so. So this is the type of patterns that you want to be building now. So I really want to um, reiterate that, really support you know, what you were saying earlier, because businesses um, are hurting. And, and you know, I don't have uh, shops. I don't sell things. But I have friends and colleagues that do, and almost all of them are in this kind of crunch moment, small businesses. So bear that in mind. Uh, support as best as you can. And along the astrological news, some some funny stuff that I just ran across uh, yesterday. So apparently there's a group of young teen witches who have decided to curse or hex the moon. 
<laughs> and so the, hell? the internet, the, yeah, I know. The internet is a buzz with like, oh my gosh, the moon has been hacked. And I just want to put it out there: the moon has not been hacked. You can't hack a moon. The moon is powerful. <laughs> this is like, it's like teenage, trying to hex God. Excuse me. Yeah, it's like it's just it's not going to work out. This is just. Every few years, every generation, you know, dabbles and does weird <laughs> shit. You know, they tried to, the hippies tried to float the Pentagon at one point, right? Like every right. generation. Uh, levitate has the planet. I let's, remember levitate yeah. the Pentagon. Yeah. 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 So let's, so I'm exactly. not making fun of teenagers in any way, shape, or form because everybody does it at one point or another, but stop panicking. That's not <laughs> how magic works. That's not how the planet works. Let's oh all calm down and move along. <laughs> Just wanted to oh put that gosh. PSA out there. <laughs> wow, PSA indeed. Wow, that's amazing. Um, yeah, and uh, I have to say something else about you. You mentioned how this is all this this giant conglomeration is taking the party next door to Aquarius, and um, oh, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. Aquarius is the sign of electronics and technology, and this really may mark the the the, the final. Yeah. You know kick in the head for bricks and mortar stores and we may be doing a lot more online as these things go into Aquarius of course the Aquarians who are especially the IT developer Aquarians of whom you all know at least 15 Mm. um, they are going (laughs) to be biting their fingernails right and um, that'll be interesting hope no one hexes the sun and we don't get a solar flare that knocks out the entire internet while that's going on. But we'll get to that later, oh, okay? That's later. No. <laughs> okay. All right. I love astrology, and I love talking astrology with astrologers because um, you can just laugh until you cry. I mean, it's yep. something. Yep. It's, and this is, oh, my gosh, this is something. Um, yeah. All right. Now, onward and upward. Um, we have as our wonderful guest today one of my favorite people in the whole world, Miss Michael of Hoodoo Foundry. Say hi to us, Michael. Hello, everybody. Welcome, <laughs> welcome. Yeah. Now, Miss Michael, I've known you for many more years than I've known most people. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, people come, people go. You stick. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you're still here. <laughs> Um, yeah, and uh, and I don't even know how we found each other. How did we meet? Um, I <laughs> enrolled in the course. That was the first you heard of me. Ah, yeah. and that was back so, when it was easier for a ditzy little wannabe, uh, sh- should have been a hippie girl, to to uh, <laughs> and to pe- get through the gate. And how did you? F- you just found me online. Yes, I did. Uh because wow. I had I was I had them fix some candles for me at Ancient Ways for this and that. Um, <sighs> and they and one time a trick that where I needed to get somebody out of jail. Uh I was told about spitting on the courthouse grounds. Uh mm-hmm. spitting court case root on the courthouse grounds and I uh and the the man behind the counter, Lonnie, said, "This is an old hoodoo trick." And I think it was about the first time I'd ever heard that word. So I said, oh, I better look that up when I get home. Ah. And I did. And there was Lucky Mojo near the top, near the top of the search. Yeah. 
Wow. Well, that that was quite a ways back. That's right. You you didn't mm-hmm. always live in wonderful Willets. You used to no. live in the East Bay. <laughs> yeah. That's right. And shop at Ancient Ways. Um, well, thank you for for that. I had I really couldn't remember how we had first met. Um, but I've known you such a long time and worked with you. You're, you're a wonderful colleague and a generous, kind-hearted person. Um, Ms. McKell is a member of the Board of Directors of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, which is the organization that operates the um, Readers and Root Workers, or the AIR website. And she's also um, co-chair woman of the Pro Bono Fund, which distributes free Hoodoo supplies to indigent people or those in need, and also lights free candles for those in need. So, Miss um, Michael has a very tall, upstanding reputation in this community and has done an awful lot for an awful lot of people. So, today, Miss um, Michael, oh, and oh, how could I forget? Angie is the, the lead author of the book Hoodoo Bible Magic. One of our best-selling books, which is going, it's back at press right now, and we're expecting copies. They're on a truck, okay, somewhere. They're on a truck. (laughs) They will be, well, you know, we print our books in Canada, so on a truck has a different meaning now than before the COVID-19 pandemic. On a truck now could mean a lot of different things, but it means the books aren't here. (laughs) It means we paid we paid money, but the books aren't here. But they'll be here presently. Anyway, um, So, and that's a great book. If you all have never seen Who Do Bible Magic, just get a copy, $9. You're going to love it. If you don't want to buy it from Lucky Mojo and get let us have the profit, give it to, you know, buy it at Amazon and give fucking Amazon the profit. Okay. Um, so, Miss Michael is bringing us the topic of doll babies, and this is a very vast, wide topic. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about break it down because rather than just do every doll baby for every kind of thing, these are going to be doll babies today for healing, blessing, friendship, encouragement. Doll babies for um, you know making things go well for people, mm-hmm. and. Um, But before we get to the topic, as I always do, I'm going to give a little introduction. And this is basically a list of what doll babies can be made of, because that's the first question that every newbie asks, what is a doll baby made of? And the answer is, well, it just depends on what you want to make it out of. But this list actually comes from the book Cursing and Crossing by Miss Aida. And this list in various forms was also um, published in the Black Folder um, and was written by um, the late Dr. E. Eddie Gutierrez, and he wrote an article in there on dolls. But it's not, you know, it's just a. Here you go, bread and bread dough, either baked or raw, broom straws, clay and mud, cloth and clothing. Now she says of the enemy, but it also could be cloth and clothing of the beloved. Corn husks, feathers, usually tied together with thread. Figural candles, leather, meat and fat, metal, and and there's reasons to make a doll baby out of meat or fat having to do with what you want to do with the doll, of course, uh, including eat it. Um, Metal, either cast or sheet metal, paper, index stock, chipboard, and cardboard. These are the flat paper doll type 
dolls, photographs, silhouettes, or drawings, Play-Doh, rope, a wonderful thing to make dolls out of, roots, especially roots that look like people, but you can also tie or glue roots together, Spanish moss, either bundled and tied or used to stuff a doll, steamed rice, um, that's a very Asian way to make a doll. Steamed rice, and then sometimes they're a little bit toasted on the outside to give them a kind of a crust. Straw, which is different than broom straw. This is just old hay straw. String, toy dolls. These are dolls that can be made of porcelain cloth, rubber, wood, or plastic. Twigs and sticks, wax, and wood, as in carved out of wood like a little stick. So there's your alphabetical list of dolls. And um, I think that uh, Nagashiva put it through the chat log, so if you listen to the show and want to see the list, it's in the chat log. Okay? Now we're going to turn this over to Miss Michael. Take Mm -hmm. it away. Okay. Yeah, I've been thinking, well, when I I am crafty, as some people in the chat room have said they're not, but uh, (laughs) I like to hand knit or hand crochet doll patterns, doll, doll babies. So if you just go up, go online and look for little doll patterns, you know, you can make that if you're skilled in those arts. Mm-hmm. And as you go, you can stuff them. I, what I like to do to stretch my supply of herbs is to stuff them with, uh, you know, polyfill, what you'd stuff uh, a, doll, a toy with. And, mm-hmm. But I always have a little packet of herbs inside and uh, wrapped up in the petition and maybe wrapped up in some red cloth and thread. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll put a, a, paired, a little pair of lodestone chips at the heart. And mm-hmm. you can sort lodestones. You can sex lodestones even when they're no bigger than your little fingernail. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do all kinds of things with doll babies. But, you know, we're just going to talk about the friendly stuff tonight. Um, <laughs> it does take a long time to design a doll baby. Mine are all custom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because everybody's situation is different. You know, I'm going to say something about that, too, about custom doll babies. A lot of people will buy these polyfill cloth doll babies, and mm-hmm. they go, okay, I'm going to stick pins in it. And that's what they think it's all about. But that's not the best way to have a doll baby. The best way, actually, is to sew the doll baby. I personally don't like to use polyfill, although it's very convenient. I get that. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm I'm kind of anti-plastic and and anti-petroleum products, you know. So I would be more likely to make a tightly sewn cloth doll and stuff it tight with Mm -hmm. incense um, and pack the incense down with a with a um, chopstick um, and pack it tight. There's those kind of little sawdust stuffed dolls were very popular back in the 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if you ever go on an antique um, website, you'll see some. And um, and then when you're stuffing it with the incense, you can kind of put the put the uh, curios or roots or herbs or whatever you want in mm-hmm. the different places, like in the hands, in the mm-hmm. feet, mm-hmm. in the genitals, in the heart, in the head, whatever you want. The yeah. other thing I like to stuff dolls with more loosely is uh, Spanish moss. It's real twisty-twirly. Um, if nothing else, it makes really good guts, but you can use it in the whole doll if you want. It also makes really good hair. When you put a doll together that's made out of a front and back of cloth that are going to be 
stitched together. Leave the top open, fill the doll, and then put the Spanish moss in the head and let it come out, and then stitch that all closed with a whip stitch, and you have this big head of hair that comes out. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm. the Spanish moss. And you can trim it short for a butch cut or let it long, or you can do anything you want to with it. And if you have the actual hairs of the person, you can tangle them up in with that Spanish moss so that you're making a kind of a bundle there. The more the more attention you pay to the doll, the more powerful it'll be. This is one of the reasons why people mention sewing dolls, because what you're doing is actually giving it spiritual attention, and ideally you're praying as you're sewing it together. You're not just throwing it all together. You're you're very carefully building it bit by bit by bit, and that's a way to really create a connection with the doll baby to really build it and make it powerful. You can buy pre-made dolls and kind of stuff them and they'll work, you know. I've, I've done it before and they work. But nothing beats the ability to craft it by your hand. Because you're really taking part in a in a spiritual practice that almost mirrors God's creation of Adam. Yes. Bringing everything together, breathing life into it. Um, and so I really... Um, I really put a lot of attention to that. Well, if you build a doll baby, the stuff you do afterward is all kind of secondary. The real power, the real effort is that initial creation. After that, everything else is pretty easy to do. Whatever happens to the doll baby happens to the person. I will also uh, kind of uplift um, clay doll babies. They are very Mm -hmm. useful. Uh, and mm-hmm. really, really great for people who are not good at sewing or they, they, they you know, they, it just doesn't, not your skill. That's all right. There are other ways to craft it. Try your hand at wax. Wax is really good. You could do all sorts of interesting bendy things with it. You could also carve it uh, and do all sorts of like, heating it up and whatnot. So there's some stuff you can do with clay that's really good as well. But you want to, when I do uh, clay doll babies, I work at it by not just incorporating uh, powders and roots and uh, uh, herbs into the clay, but also baths. So I will use, I will dissolve bath crystals of, say, in this case, blessing, and I will use those blessed waters as I'm kind of bending and manipulating the clay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great Okay, a great I have idea. a question here. I'm going to just quick jump in. Question from Risen Raven who wanted to know what whip stitching is. Um, mm. when, you, when you sew something, you put the two seams together inside out, and you go in, out, in, out, in, out, and you might go back yep. stitching or whatever. But whip stitching is when you just lay the pieces together, and you just go over, 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 over. Like yeah. you're just whipping it. Just whip, 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 and that's called a whip stitch. It produces a, a kind of an ugly seam, even if you tuck the, the fringe of the cloth in before you whip stitch. It's still kind of ugly. But it's a real quick way to seal something, and it's a real quick way to have the Spanish moss come out. If you wanted mm-hmm. to go a step further into the world of neatness, you would use what is called blanket stitch, which is um, like an open 
chain stitch, but it goes, you've seen it on the edges of blankets. You just don't know the name of it, blanket stitch. And if you really, really wanted to go 100% into it, you would use what's called Eskimo edging stitch, my favorite stitch in the world. And that is where you go in, out, in, out, in, out, and then you go back through those and you go up and around and over and up and around and over, and you end up with this little zigzag over the rim. Ah. Stitchery, and such a wonderful es- thing. And that the- Eskimo what? Eskimo edging stitch. Mm-hmm. The es- I mean, the Great. Inuit used it. It's just called Eskimo edging. Yeah, there's a there's a good book. It's funny. I just saw a copy of it for sale on eBay, and I went. I used to have that book. Uh, it's a book called I think it's called Stitchery, and it was sold, you know, like in fabric stores back in the '60s. You buy it, and it has like a hundred different stitches in it. Um, I'm sure you can get that online now. These different All right. stitches also offer, offer this different stitches also offer you an opportunity to knot in your spell. So when you're stitching, don't forget that at the end you're kind of knotting that. That knot should include prayers, right? So oh, you're yeah. actually feeling that prayer in with that final knot or, you know, three knots or whatever it is to really hold it all in together. And you were talking about these different stitches, and in my mind I was just visualizing the different type of energy that goes into it, right? The whip stick, mm-hmm. the, w- the way you described it, I could actually see you doing it, the, the mm-hmm. speed of it, right? So like, this yeah, is, yeah, this yeah. is so great. This is what's so great about doll babies, right? Like, even mm-hmm. different types of stitching can lend itself to the power of the work. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, I always embroider my cloth dolls, too. I embroider faces on them. And uh, mm-hmm. a happy mm-hmm. face if it's for something good, a sad face for it's for something bad. Mm-hmm. And um, if you use the clothing or a fragment of the clothing of the person and and clothe the doll in it, rather than, say, make the doll out of the person's shirt, but make a little shirt out of their shirt and put it on the doll, um, mm-hmm. then you have the opportunity of stitching that together, too. And you can always use my, my second favorite stitch, which happens to be known as cat stitch. And cat cat stitch is actually a corruption of catch stitch, which is almost impossible Uh to say. Anyway, look it up. Mm -hmm. They're all in that book. Mm -hmm. You can also find lots of stitching tutorials on YouTube. So everything that's been mentioned, you can watch people do it. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, let's go to, to using dolls for blessing. Yeah. We've made the yeah. doll. We're going to baptize the doll, and um, mm-hmm. we're going to work with the doll. So let's talk about linking the doll to the person quickly. Can you give us a little overview of that, Michael? Well, I, I insist on using personal concerns for that mm-hmm. because I really, my power in container spells of all kinds, including doll babies, is much greater if I have any kind of personal concerns. Mm-hmm. You know, even a few, a, a pinch of, of stubble off somebody's formerly shaved head. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I tried to do a, a doll baby on somebody's straying husband, and, and no, on on somebody's paramour. Mm-hmm. And um, I had she had no personal concerns. Mm-hmm. And she insisted, and she paid for it, and I. I made it and I worked it and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. For, as far as I'm concerned, you have to have personal concerns. Now, I'm going to uh, jump in here with a little note on that. When you're hiring mm-hmm. a um, a good root worker and they say they're going to make a doll and they don't ask you for personal concerns, go find another root worker. Yep. Um, 
And But when you pay the good money for that good doll, that they may be using it at their altar. They may not send you that doll. But send them the personal concerns and don't forget because they're sitting there with that check, which mm-hmm. they may have already cashed, and they're waiting for the personal concerns. If I could tell you how many... Um, boxes are sitting on the floor at Lucky Mojo saying, awaiting personal concerns. Now, mm-hmm. that's the reason there's so many right now is because of COVID-19. There are whole nations that we can't get boxes from, but the person wanted to send us personal concerns. And they don't need to be big. It could be just a few hairs. It could be the name and the person's handwriting written on a small slip of paper. Do Signatures not. Signatures are if good. Yeah. What did you say? Signatures are good. I've even done good candle work of photocopied signatures. Yeah, mm. and 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 yeah. if you're having me do a doll baby, or or um, Heidi who works at Lucky Mojo who does a lot of our doll babies, do not send cigarette butts. We won't work with them. Come on, really? Ugh. Um, unless it's a cursing doll, <laughs> in which case we'll put the cigarette butts in the lungs. Mm. <laughs> That's good. But. But it should be something nice. We also are not very fond of receiving personal concerns that consist of biologically active agents. That's just not mm-hmm. our thing. Yeah. But I've done it if I have to, but I I would really prefer hair and a, and a name. So, um, okay, so we've put the personal concerns in. And then there's still the question of linking the doll. Now, this is a moment of prayer or powerful mm-hmm. work. Maybe, Ollie, um, why don't you tell about how you... What, it's called baptizing, but it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean Christian baptism. Um, how do you do it? Well, I use air and oil to baptize. So I name the doll baby. I name you so-and-so. What happens to you will happen to so-and-so. And then I breathe onto it as if I'm breathing life. And I feel for the sort of flames of life kind of kindle up. You can actually, if you're spiritually inclined, you can feel it. Ah, it's awakened. And then I take a little bit of oil, whatever condition that I'm working on. If I'm cursing them, they'll be cursing. In this case, I'll use blessing oil or holy oil, and then I'll anoint the top of the doll baby as if I'm anointing this person's forehead with a little cross. I name you, and you are now so-and-so. It seals their spirit in. So I'm calling their spirit, breathing it into the doll baby, and then I seal it with a little bit of oil, and it is good. You can feel the link made. You can feel the doll baby come alive. It's no longer dead. You hold it in your hand, and it is like a direct link to that person. Mm-hmm. That's, How that's do a good do process. It? How do you do it, Michael? Uh, uh, my way is pretty similar. I, I, I name for the bapt- for the I name the doll, um, and sometimes I do make a little cross mark with oil on the head and the heart, hands and feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we're gonna we're gonna control its actions as well as its thought. And speech, mark the mouth also. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, your imagine you, you as a magician you have to train your imagination as a sense organ. So mm-hmm. that's how you feel when it wakes up. Mhm. Mhm. I do it uh, a little different than either of you guys. See I do it oh, yeah? I do it. Yeah. Now, I've written about this, I believe, in the course books. You're all probably pretty familiar with it. I do it the way I was taught. You lay the doll in your left hand, if you're right-handed, on its back, facing up. You take your first two fingers uh, on your right hand, and you hold down your little finger and your ring finger. So you're making what would be like a Catholic blessing gesture. Mm-hmm. And you, mm-hmm. in the air, in the air over it, you draw down, and then you go across. Just like you were just doing the sign of the cross, right? 
and you give the name. So, you know, John Brown, you are, and you go down. And then John Brown, you will always be to me, and you go across. And then you give it its commands. After you've done that, um, you will... uh, Say what I think you to say. You know what? Say what I tell you to say. Think what I tell you to think. Go where I send you. And you can add to that list, but that's a basic list. Um, and in all ways, you will always be John Brown to me. Amen. Mm. And that's. And then you yeah, kind of take good. your right hand. You undo your little finger thing, and you and you take your right hand. And my dolls are small; they'll fit in the palm of your hand usually. And you put your hand kind of at an angle, so now your two hands are kind of crossed at a 45 degree angle and cupped. So you cup your two hands around the doll and you kind of give it a little shake and that's it. It's done. So that's how I do it. That's just I just learned from a guy who did it that way. That's really nice. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Once, you've baptized, once you've baptized this doll baby, you've awakened it, what are some things that you guys do for blessings? We've talked about, like, everyone knows how to curse a doll baby. You stick pins in it. You do all sorts of things. But what, do you, what are some positive things you can do to doll babies? Well, I'm going to start with one for blessing. It's a nice one for mm. blessing. Um, let's say someone needs healing. Now, it's an interesting tradition, especially among black root workers. I've known that healing dolls can be quite large. They would be much bigger than a little baby doll. And they can be laid out on a bed and with uh, candles around them. And if you go to the air site, you'll see that um, there are two of them that are done that way. One is on the memorial page for Rukaya Shaman. It's probably also on the doll baby page. And there's another one that um, Mama Virgie made. And these healing dolls are what we call proxy dolls. So um, Rukaya used to use for her healing doll, that was one healing doll. She didn't make one for every person. She simply added that person to it. In other words, the doll was where she put all of her healing thoughts, and she would put somebody's name or uh, concerns with it. And around it, she had candles. She also used a lot of stones and crystals. Um, different people do them differently. And um, but So if you have a doll that you want to use for healing, or maybe it's a small wax doll and you want to use it for healing, um, you would um, usually, typically, you would burn candles for healing in the presence of the doll. You would do work in the presence of the doll for healing. You might address it with blessing oil if it was the kind of doll that could absorb oil without falling apart, or you might... Um, uh, if it was a like a plastic doll, you might bathe it in water. Um, and um, Lara Rivera had done some dolls, and I think one of them was used in the ad for the show this time. It's a little plastic baby doll with its hand out real happy, and it's in a little bowl. And um, that was a doll that she made for fertility, to heal the infertility of a couple. And that doll had a little head, the little plastic head popped right off and she stuffed it with herbs and then she popped it back together. So it looks just like a plastic toy doll, but actually it's all filled with fertility herbs. And that worked and that person did get pregnant. So bathing them is always good. And then um, another thing that you can do is what I call swaddling them. So a swaddling cloth is when you take a baby and you wrap it up in a uh, usually a square cloth and you it cloth is folded as a triangle but not quite and it folds up folds across the doll and and then usually the the top part is kind of like to protect the doll's head so you can swaddle a doll 
and um, with a handkerchief or any small piece of cloth. And that's a good way to keep a healing doll safe while it's um, in a fragile state, like a baby. It doesn't have to be a baby, but it is being kept swaddled as opposed to, say, sticking pins in it or something. I like mm. to swaddle to swaddle my um, baby dolls that are for actual babies. For instance, baby is born, it's having a little trouble, maybe premature. Um, it's still in intensive care. Baby doll gets swaddled and put up in a nice place and surrounded by flowers and, and beautiful mm-hmm. things to remind it that it wants to be on Earth. How about you, Michael? Well, the last time I made a healing doll baby, I put a little bed. I made a little bed out of an Altoids box, so it was a little, a little tiny doll baby. And I put a pillow in there, and I knitted a little blanket, and I improvised a, a rosary prayer with an Anglican rosary that somebody had sent me. And mm-hmm. after, and just two verses, um, and one of them, the one I, I used on the more numerous, smaller beads, was heal me, O Lord, save me, O Lord, and I shall be saved. Heal me, and I shall be healed. Mm-hmm. And that's in Psalm somewhere, I forget where. And I mm-hmm. used that, and I prayed that every day for 30 days. And when I was done with my prayer each day, I, I coiled the rosary around the doll bed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's and, really nice. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay. it's right in front of uh, Dr. Hernandez's picture. My healing altar, he's in charge of that. So Dr. Hernandez, for those listening who don't know, was a um, Venezuelan man who was a real guy, and he is beatified now in the Catholic Church, and he was a doctor. He was a diagnostician, and he is called upon by people who want to get a good diagnosis and a good treatment plan. Hmm. Yeah. I, uh, I also I'm a call big... on him when people are having trouble getting health insurance. Hmm. Go ahead, Ollie. I'm quite, I'm quite fond of using incense for healing. Uh, the reality is that you, anything that you do on a person, you can do on a doll baby as well, or most things, I should say. Uh, blessing in particular is deeply tied to touch. The, when we bless, we touch things. We, we touch hands, we touch heads, we touch feet. So blessing is very much touch-oriented. So when I do a sort of blessing and healing work on a doll baby, uh, I start out by first smoking it in blessing incense or althea incense, uh, using the smoke to kind of envelop the entire body, almost as if I'm fumigating the person as well. Uh, I do this in a lot of my cleansing work, in-person work. I cleanse people with smoke. I incense them. I let the smoke touch all over their body. If I'm doing it long distance with a doll baby, I do the exact same thing. And then I anoint mm-hmm. my hands with holy oil, and I touch the doll baby and pray over it. I hold the mm-hmm. doll baby in my hand, praying fervently over it. And then I place it on an altar and surround it with eggs. I place an egg at its head, at its feet, and one on one side and the other side. And I leave it there overnight so that the egg can draw out any residual negativity. And then I repeat it over a series of days, disposing of the egg, and then send to the client the doll baby that they will keep safe somewhere in their home. So it's worked over several days, uh, and then they keep it uh, as their own personal magical object. So when you do, when you do the egg cleansing, um, this is um, an old old way of working. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, 
there are many ways of cleansing with an egg, and this is one of them. Another way is to rub the egg over a person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the egg is said to draw negativity. So what you've done is, in in essence, similar to what Rukaya was doing with candles, you've put four yeah. eggs instead. I yep. understand. Yeah, it's like and then when a you have those matrix. Yeah, yeah. And when you have those eggs, I have a question, because there is a form of egg divination that is done by cracking the egg Mm -hmm. into water, letting it sit for 24 hours, and reading that until you use a tumbler for each, a glass tumbler for each egg. Do you do that ever? Oh, yes. I do it on the last uh, egg. I don't do it for every single one. Uh, Mm -hmm. But for the last one, to check, has the work taken effect? So usually I'll do the first, sometimes I'll do the first one, if I haven't done Mm -hmm. a reading already. But that way I have mm-hmm. some type of baseline. Okay, this is how the egg looks now. Here are the signs that there's a little problem. Here's the cloud here. Here's the marker here. And then I do several work, several days of this healing and blessing work. And then I the last egg. Ah, look, this is a good egg. We can now, it's, uh, the work has taken, I can send it. It can also be like, oh, she, this person definitely needs more cleansing. And then the work continues until I get the result that I need. Mm-hmm. Um, Papa G in the chat had uh, mentioned worry dolls, and um, mm-hmm. those were interesting too. Those are used for what I would call mental healing. They are a Guatemalan tradition. You get these little worry dolls, they're tiny little, tiny little uh, matchstick type dolls, and they have little fragments of cloth on them, and they're given to children um, and put um, in the bed under the pillow to take away bad dreams and um, fearful thoughts. And these worry dolls come and collect the bad thoughts and take them away. And they are, that's why they're called a worry doll. They take away the worries. And they are very popular in our shop too. And um, worry dolls are really something um, folkloric, amazing. Usually you would not make those yourself. You just simply buy a bag of worry dolls. Okay. And um, so um, there's um, there's a, a question here also about Dr. E sharing a weight loss mojo bag, and he wondered if that uh, the person um, grateful Diana, she wondered if those same herbs could be used to fill a weight loss doll, and the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So th- let's get into for a moment into herbs. Any of the herb combinations that are used in making a mojo can be used in a doll. A doll is a contained spell, just like a mojo is. So if you, for instance, had my book, The Art of Making Mojos, there are a hundred different recipes for mojos in here. And they're, they're for everything. I mean, just all kinds of things. But you can take and put those in um, a, a doll baby on a person. So I just opened up it pretty much at random to page 65, hands, which are mojo hands to protect your family. And here's one called to protect children from harm. Now, just take away the concept of mojo. And it says here, when your children lose their baby teeth, keep them in a packet or container. Well, obviously that is personal concerns, filled with flaxseed to which you have added a shiny dime from the year of each children's birth with the child's initial scratched into the coin. It doesn't matter if you don't get all the teeth. Even one is a powerful personal concern and will be sufficient. So here you have a doll in which you have the baby tooth or teeth, and the whole doll is simply filled with flaxseed. That's it, flaxseed, you see? Um, Mm -hmm. 
And so any mojo that you want to make could be used as a doll. Uh, it's a wonderful way to work. Um, I want to give you one other one just as an example. Um, here's here's one that says um, mugwort comfrey and a saint for saint tra- for safe travel. This is to be worn in the shoes. Um, it says mugwort prevents fatigue. And a red flannel bag containing mugwort, comfrey root, and a St. Christopher medal is said to provide safety and protection to those who visit foreign places or venture away from home and to make uh, journeys more pleasant by eliminating interference in one's travel plans. So you could make a doll in which you put comfrey roots. They're pretty stiff. And you can put comfrey roots in the legs and in the arms and body and um, stuff it with mugwort. And then after you make it, make it out of cloth, say, sew a St. Christopher medal right on its chest. Now you have a doll for safe travel, you see? Mm. My favorite nice. blessing combination of herbs for a doll baby is uh, basil, bay, and uh, althea. The three mm-hmm. work really, really good together as a healing combination, but also as a blessing combination. They have a connection to positive spirits, to angels, to positive ancestors. Uh, there's a solar connection with the bay leaf there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they work, they, they're spirits that work very complementary to each other. And I find them excellent in healing and blessing doll babies. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's a, another thing we can talk about, about the nest that the dolls are kept in. Um, Lexi made me think of that, and bay leaves reminded me as well. Um, A doll doesn't usually just sit around on a bookcase shelf just lying on its back on the wood. Usually that doll baby (laughs) has some place that it resides if you're going to work it for a while. For healing, for blessing, for protection, and for things like that, the doll is not worked constantly. Like a love doll for sex, you'd be rubbing the doll on you and kissing it and all that. But we're talking about healing and blessing. Those are are fairly relaxed um, programs of, of activity. So you want to have a nice nest for that doll. And whatever it might be, you're going to line or feather that nest with whatever it is you want to represent. So a whole little bowl of flax seeds with a little baby doll in it would be nice. Um, the bay leaves that he talked about, which are for success and, and for health and wisdom, you could line um, a little box or bowl, and the doll just goes in that. I like to have a lid or cover on them, not because I want to keep the doll shut up, but because I want to keep the dust and dirt off and keep those wild Norway rats from jumping in. So, um, you know, you want to think for a moment about what would be a nice um, container, one that is pleasing. I tend to like um, glass um candy dishes with glass lids. It reminds me of Snow White in her glass coffin in the Walt <laughs> Disney version of Snow White because all you do is you lift the coffin, kiss the doll, it wakes up, you see. Um, but I know people who use cigar boxes as well mm-hmm. um, or brass bowls with lids. But that's just me. I like the, the little um, vintage-look glass candy dishes with a glass lid. I'm I'm quite fond of cigar boxes myself because you can decorate them uh, in all sorts of ways. Um, and I use tobacco smoke in, in some doll baby work, particularly in influence and communication work and return to me work. So the cigar boxes work wonderfully. Um, they can also be wrapped up. A very old way of working with doll babies 
is just wrapping them in some type of cloth, uh, some type of colored cloth that represents what you want to do. So uh, I gave, for example, a, uh, uh, a spell, I think it was last week or the week before, in which doll babies were made and then wrapped in red silk and then tied together. So wrapping doll babies up with cloth is also a way to store them. And then they could be placed mm-hmm. under the bed or somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So um, this brings up the whole thing about how long do you keep uh, a doll baby? How do you put it to sleep? How do you wake it up? So mm-hmm. um, I'm going to throw this back over to Michael. So, mm-hmm. Michael, you have long-term clients, as I do. Mm-hmm. When someone says, I want a healing doll, and let's say they, they're going to go in for surgery, we're going to say it's not something like a real you know, death-oriented surgery. They're just going to go in mm-hmm. for a gallbladder operation, let's say, and they're going to be better afterwards. Um, and they want you to make that doll baby to protect and sustain them during the time of the operation and recovery. And this is a very common kind of request. What do you do with the doll baby afterwards? Do you send it to them? Do you keep it yes, for them? And You do. You send it to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. Because I don't All have right. a barn to use as a museum <laughs> of spells. <laughs> oh, that's good. How about you, Ali? Yeah, I generally send it to clients. There are some clients that are more long-term that I'll keep on my altars. So there is an, there, so my altars are relatively long. They go across the entire wall, um, and there there's different ones. Um, there's one for love and attraction and money and a cursing one, one for Santisma Muerte and the issues and whatnot, the gin altars. So there's a, there's a few of them. Um, so some of them do get kept on the altar for clients that can't keep it themselves. Uh, like they say, oh, you know, I'm afraid that my partner will find it or whatnot, or or they're just not comfortable working with doll babies. I will keep some of them. But on the whole, I do send it to clients. So there's only a few that I've personally kept, and I'll keep them on the altars where they'll be surrounded by light. Um, but in general, I do send it to clients with instructions on what they can do with a doll baby, and usually it involves things like placing it under a bed, etc. You know, um, Nagashiva will remember this. Um, we had a, a colleague, well, she's still a colleague, but um, she used to work for Lucky Mojo, and her name uh, is Fer- Fern Campbell. And uh, she lived mm-hmm. down south of us a little ways. And um, we went to Fern's house for a you know, that was sort of a ceremonial party. She was a she's a Wiccan and so it was a mm-hmm. it was a Wicca you know, ceremony and we were invited even though we weren't Wiccans, which was fun. We got there and um she had a bookcase with kind of narrow shelves, like you might put paperback books on, not big tall shelves. And in front of the books there were all these dolls laying out and I was like, Whoa <laughs> and and I was like, that's really fun And um and but they all had None of them were laying straight on the shelf. They had under them little pieces of cloth. They had little nests that they were in. And I said, well, what are these What are these dolls? And she goes, oh, these are my long-term clients. I keep their dolls. I tend to them every week. I talk to them. And, um, and you know, she goes, we can talk to them right now. And then um, so she kept these dolls for a slight fee she had the museum of handcrafted dolls and they were lovely. Mm-hmm. She really was a very, very crafty person, very artisanal. And, um, but they paid a little fee. And then I said, what happens if they stop paying the fee? She goes, then I send them the doll baby back. 
but they liked to have her care for their dolls. And um, and they were it was I looked at it and I said, oh, it's the doll hospital. Because <laughs> <laughs> they they were all these long term dolls were not for cursing. These were all benevolent dolls, every one of them. So it was sort of fun. Um, yeah, I I tend to um, send the doll back. If the person doesn't want the doll and the term of the contract of the work is up, I may um, ritually dispose of the doll, but I usually prefer not to because I I feel bad if it's a healing doll. I don't want to dispose of it. I want it to go on, and I'll just send it back to the person and uh, Mm -hmm. and tell them they can do what they wish with it, keep it safe. And when I do that, even though I like to keep them, you know, as I said, on an altar, I may you know, find a nice little box for it to send it back in. I don't send the dolls back naked, as it were. I will send them <laughs> wrapped in wrapped in cloth or something if I've worked on them. Now we also make dolls at our shop that are just here's your doll, and we they're custom made, they're prayed over, they're filled for what the person wants. The person wants love, the person wants blessing, whatever. We make that doll for them. But those are simply put into a Ziploc bag with instructions and sent to them. Then they have to, what we might call, Mm -hmm. wake up the doll. Um, And we get a lot of people requesting that. They just don't have the craft skills to make the doll. But they will um, ask for us uh, to make that doll for them. But I've never sent anybody a naked doll. That's just not my thing. Um, yeah, and and it is this. This really does bring up an important point: is that not all root work needs to be disposed of. Some is candle wax, for example, jars get buried. But doll babies, while they can be ritually disposed of, in general are long term. It's something that you keep. I have clients that still have their doll babies that I made for them ages ago. Obviously, yeah, from yeah, pretty sturdy material. Uh, yeah, and people can hold on to doll babies. I remember growing up too. Is so one of the uh, both mojo bags and doll babies. You have to kind of refresh mojo bags and remake them. But I'm I know people that have had their mojo bags and their doll babies for like decades, and yeah. they just oh, yeah. hold on to them. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Long term work. Yeah, it is long term work, and a good um, a good mojo, especially one that maybe have a chamois leather cover that'll last a long time. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. a lifetime mojo, as far as most people are concerned. Um, one other thing about dolls that I like to do, if you want to again find a way to um, use them, you can turn um, classic. Fancy dolls. Now, these aren't toy dolls. These would be your porcelain, you know, your Madame Alexander doll, your uh, handcrafted mm-hmm. doll. You can make those into doll babies for healing and blessing for someone and give them as a gift, and they won't know. So we're not looking at something yeah. like a little voodoo doll now. We're getting one of those beautiful with the handmade dress, and she's got the movable arms, and she's got the beautiful wig hair, and, you know, mm-hmm. she's got the hat and everything. And um, if someone collects dolls and some women do you can present it as a gift and that doll one way you work that is to on all the clothing you would wash that clothing in appropriate um herb um herbal tea all Mm. right wow Uh, we could probably have gone on for another half hour because these tips and tricks uh, these tips and tricks are the oral tradition of hoodoo and they're passed along by practitioners it's one reason why I'm not trying to brag or boast, but this show is valuable because it represents, you know, at this point, 16 years' worth of of tips 
and tricks from professional root workers. So we'll we'll come back again with another show on cursing dolls, I'm sure, um, and also possibly sex, you know, um, dolls for sex and love and dolls for money. There's many ways to make them, but this was a good basic introduction, and I hope that everyone got something out of it. Let's turn this over to Dr. Jeremy Weiss. Great. Well, the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your guests, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man Ali, and this week's special guest, Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com, will be right back. Support for this program provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at LuckyMojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk with our client, Cowboy from Virginia. Cowboy, are you there? Howdy, yeah, I'm here. Ah, great. Cow, uh, Cowboy writes in today and uh, reports that back in January visited an outside uh, uh, psychic and had a, a reading about this particular situation. Since that time, things changed and then had a reading on the show. And since that time, things have changed and then had a subsequent private reading. And since that time, things have again changed. Um, right now, Cowboy writes in, my ex and I are trying to reconcile with uh, uh, contact and contacted me out of the blue sooner than expected, as predicted, about six weeks ago. And she said that she loves me, but she's never been hung up on anybody. But her boyfriend, she's in an open relationship with, gets too upset at the mention of my name and won't let her hang out with me even as a friend. We text most days, but now when I asked more recently if her feelings for me had been snuffed out, she said, quote, yeah, I think so, unquote. Cowboy hmm. would like to know what's next. Okay. All right. Well, Cowboy, um, let's ask a couple of questions. Um, what sign of the zodiac are you? Uh, I'm a cancer. Mm, okay. Cancer is an emotional sign. Cancers mm-hmm. are, um, they they tend to cling and love. They're very uh, sweet people. They don't um, take well to being, you know, kicked to the curb, that's for sure. And uh, what sign is this uh, X? Uh, she is a Capricorn. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We're opposites in every way. <laughs> right. For those who are not um au courant in uh, astrology, Capricorn's the opposite of Cancer and Capricorns are having yeah. a hard time right now. We just started the show talking about how Capricorns are seriously impacted by the current um astrological weather. Well, I would like to um 
we have uh, some choices here, and I'm going to give Ali the first reading, Michael the second reading, and I'm going to do the root work. But while I'm doing that, I'm going to just give a quick shout-out. Nagashiva, could you come into my screen remotely and fix this because it's messed up? <laughs> Go ahead, Ali. Thanks, Kat. Uh, yeah, the Capricorn and Cancer are, are an interesting mix. Like Scorpio and Taurus, like any other kind of the opposites, they, there's potential there for real long-term connection, uh, soulmate-like level connection. The problem is that it's also very fraught. So they either work really, really well or they're disastrous. So it's not it's not particularly uh, easy combination, but it can be rewarding. And the current astrological weather is not good for either of you, um, and it is definitely impacting your, your relationship. The cat's right about the impact on, on Capricorns. I've pulled three cards here, and I have a cast geomantic chart just to take a look and see what happened. The first card that we get is the Wheel of Fortune. The Wheel of Fortune tells us that things are cyclical, that they move, they rise, they fall, that your fortunes will sometimes be good and sometimes less so. And in this indication, it tells us that that time worked in your favor and that you got communication with this person, but now that time may be coming to an end. And this is confirmed in the next card, the Eight of Swords. Here's an individual who is in a very precarious position. This is a person who is surrounded by swords, blindfolded and bound up. No matter which way she turns, it will involve her and pain on her end. And so what this says is that whatever decision she ends up making, it will not be easy for her and it will actually cause harm both for herself and for others. And so she says, for example, that, you know, she's over you uh, or her feelings are kind of faded. The reality is that there is still pain there and that it's not going to be an easy decision. It will cost a little bit. There is indication that uh, this situation is not entirely over. The final card is the chariot, and the chariot speaks to victory that comes with time. And again, you see here a canopy of stars uh, under which this victorious figure is riding in their chariot. This is an indication that as the astrological weather changes, so too may this person come back in your life, that you may once more find a connection between the two of you. This, uh, there's an indication of a sort of alchemical joining that's happening, both in the symbol on the chariot and in the black and the white sphinx. The only problem here is that none of these are cards of long-lasting love, nor are they indications of you being victorious overall. I mean, she says she's in an open relationship, but clearly there are uh, boundaries uh, that, that she can't cross, and you happen to be one of those, and that doesn't seem to be going away. This is finally confirmed in the uh, geomantic figure that I received, which is Fortuna Minor. It's an indication that, yeah, you will get some victory at once more. You will likely receive yet another call from this person. There will be more communication. An uptick may happen once more. And this looks like probably end of September, early uh, fall, you will get this uh, communication. But the fortunes will change once more. The Fortuna Minor is a fleeting fortune. It's not one that is enduring and lasting. And that really reaffirms what the cards are saying here as well. There is a connection between the two of you. There's some unfinished business, and there may likely uh, an opportunity for you to reconnect once more. The problem is 
does that mean it will uh, end up towards a lasting, eternal relationship between the two of you? That is not looking as likely. And so you may need to prepare yourself for doing some type of brief return to me work in which you kind of clear the air and are able to kind of complete any unfinished business, but then also prepare to maybe move on to a relationship with less baggage and less obstacles holding it back. That's what I see here. I'm going to turn this over to Miss Michael, who will do your next reading, and then finally Miss Cat will give you some root work advice. Okay, so while I was listening to Ali, I um, looked into my amethyst sphere and I uh, saw a ferry boat like on the Six of Wands, which means separation. I had the impression that you were in that boat, but that doesn't change the meaning of that uh, figure as far as I can see it. I still see separation ahead from you. So I guess I see you moving out of this situation, um, which means basically that you come to respect yourself more than you do right now. Then I opened the Bible, and I got Habakkuk 3, 12, and 13, uh, which says, Thou didst march through the land in indignation. Thou didst thresh the heathen in anger. There are those anger issues again, but in righteousness this time. Thou wentest forth for the salvation of thy people, even for salvation with thine anointed. And I think that is why she is sometimes still attracted to you. She, she thinks she wants a savior. But you've got to cooperate in your own salvation. Thou woundedst the head out of the house of the wicked by discovering, the, that is uncovering, the foundation unto the neck. Um, so it's, it's kind of like you're in sort of a cold war between her and the between you and the boyfriend and maybe she's playing the old game of let's you and him fight. She may not even be aware of this. Um, and maybe what she wanted to see was him being angry or I'm not absolutely sure that's what happened. I don't think she's being uh, malicious. I think this is all unconscious on her part. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah, these are not, um, you know, like the kind of readings that are going to make you go, oh, wow, I've got, it's all happening for me. Um, and, um, yeah, Doc Murphy says something. That boyfriend being mad concerns me. Doc Murphy's a reader, too, and that just may have come out right from uh you know, and Hound and Hearth, who's also a reader, said ditto. And Jeremy Weiss, who's also a reader, said this is a tough situation. I think we all got something off of that that didn't sound um, real promising. Well, since our topic is uh, doll babies, I think maybe we could talk about a, a, a little doll spell here. I'm going to make it very, very simple. Um, I would like you to get a three photographs. I don't want them printed on that highly flammable photo paper. Just print out on regular paper. If possible, they should be full-figure photos of you, her, and the guy. They don't need to be um, separate. Um, The one of you and hers could be together. Um, But try to print them to about the same size. Don't make them too big, maybe um, four inches tall. And um, 
just what you want to do is just nice color prints. Now you're going to cut these out away from the backgrounds. They're just going to be like paper dolls. And uh, if they're three separate paper dolls, that's fine. If you and her have your arms wrapped around each other, so much the better. Um, once you have these cut out and and can get them, um, and oh, and you can choose the most uncomplimentary picture of him that you want. That's perfectly okay, right? It's done. It's it's a done thing. Um, you're going to take some oils and you're going to very carefully with the um, rim of your hand, you're going to go around the edges of these paper dolls. But before you do that, on the back of each doll, you're going to write the person's name, full name, and their birth date. And um, and then you're going to um, uh, put between, on, on the one of you and her, you're going to um, have the names and birth dates, and you're going to go around the edges with some oil. Don't get them all soaky with oil. You're just going to put your little Drip on your finger. Just rim the edge. Just rim the edge with a little bit of oil as best you can. For you and her, you're going to use um, return to me oil because that's what you really want at this point. Um, and that would be, to me, the satisfactory oil. You could blend it with reconciliation, but it doesn't sound like you've so much had a fight. And uh, you could also, you know, blend it with... Um, Follow Me Girl, that's a little more dominating. But I think Return to Me and maybe Love Me mixed in with it would be good because Return to Me is a bit neutral. It could be Return to Me from your job in Memphis and it also could be Return to Me and Love Me. So I would mix a little Love Me into it. Um, And once you've done that, you're going to have those um, little paper dolls and now you're going to use safety pins. And these are the little gold safety pins, the little kind. You go to the store and buy them. Um, The reason I use safety pins to pin the dolls together is I don't want them to come unhooked. So you're going to first, of course, you're naming the doll, baptizing, go back and listen to the show, how we did it. And you're going to say, you know, this is you and this is me. When you when you baptize a doll after yourself, it's kind of embarrassing at first because, like, you're talking to yourself. But you get used to it after all. So this is me, this is me, and and to me, I will always be. I mean, it's just you know, you're, it's kind of funny to say it that way. Um, I will do what I tell myself to do. That I mean, it's kind of interesting when you do it that way. Um, and then the other guy, you're going to do him too. Now. The two of you, you're going to pin them together. I usually use, you know, as many safety pins as it takes. Depends on what the pictures are like, how you how you have them. And I pin them together. Um, but before I pin the, them together, I'm going to put a little honey where their lips are, make their lips and their words sweet to one another. Might put a little tiny dab of honey where their hearts are, make them sweet. Might put a little dab of honey where their genitals are. Right? And um, then I'm going to pin them together. And those dolls I'm going to set to one side. Now, the doll for the guy, I don't hate the man. He hasn't done anything other than want love. You know, he, he, um, you know, he, he wants love. And so we're going to rim his um, with, um, oh, you know, maybe something like um, hot foot. <laughs> He's going to go far away. Or if you if you feel better about him, um, you could, you know, it's not to curse him necessarily, but you might just give him some safe travel and marriage oil rimming around the edge of his, you know, he can go someplace else and marry somebody else. Then um, on his um, picture, he doesn't get pinned to anything. 
but you're going to start to singe it a little bit. Now, don't let it catch on fire, but you start to singe it with its feet. And if you want to, you can take a little bit of chili pepper powder and mix it with just a little bit of water, and you're going to put that on his feet to hot foot him. Let it dry. And uh, if you want to, you could put a little bit on his head, up at his forehead, so that his mind is always thinking of traveling away, going away. And um, and then singe it, you know, like the way you singe a map to make it look like an antique treasure map. Just imagine, put it out right away. And um, you can do that a few times. And then if you want to, you can put his little doll in a little bottle and uh, punch a hole in the lid of the bottle. And you're going to um, throw that bottle into a running river. So he's now like a letter in a bottle. He's out there like, where's Waldo? And he's just out there, man. Or Flat Stanley, right? And he's just going to go. He's just going to go somewhere in the world, and um, and let him go. And uh, and then the one, the two of you that's flat now and pinned together, put that between your box spring and mattress, and keep it there. And say, now let her return to my bed. Now, Ali already indicated. And um, and I think that Michael did too. That this is not um, guaranteed of success. Your chances yeah. are fairly low here. But you know, you got to try. It's important to give it a try. So that's the the work that I would recommend to you. Does anybody have anything extra to add to that? Yeah, I, I would. The only thing I would add is a little bit of work on yourself. Uh, maybe some John the Conqueror work, some bathing work in regards to that, anointing yourself. That chariot card is about really kind of shining uh, and, and really kind of being that victor figure that, that the chariot represents. So if you want to capitalize on that power, I would take uh, a John the Conqueror uh, bath. I would add... Uh, a little bit of maybe power oil to that or power uh, bath crystals that you dissolve. You then bathe yourself in that. I would also recommend adding, or if you don't want to take a bath in John the Conqueror root, uh, you can also add John the Conqueror root to your favorite cologne and then spray yourself with that. So the mixture of your personal, of your favorite scent plus John the Conqueror root can help give you that. A little bit of sort of glamour, empowerment work can really go a long way to making you shine a little bit brighter than this other guy. Mm-hmm. Very good idea. Yeah, that's a, that's a you know, self-confidence work. Um, and, uh, and John the Conqueror is absolutely great for that. Um, okay. Um, I... Um, I see that Kali Mojo Girl has um, added using a skull candle of her loaded with a love note, lighted every night for two to three weeks. If no movement after that, let her go. That's another very good one. Thank you, Kali Mojo Girl. She's a smart chick. Um, I I endorse Mm -hmm. that one. And um, so... um, Good luck to you. Like I said, it's not we're not seeing huge signs of success, but give it a try. You won't you won't uh, feel right unless you do. Okay. And Doc Murphy says, be careful with the boyfriend. She's got this thing on that. Okay. Mm. Okay. And now we get our network schedule announcement from the hinterlands of cyberspace.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Ms. Michael of hoodoofoundry.com in Willett, California. Take it away, Ms. Michael. Okay, I will do that. And uh, today is, uh, today's free spell is kind of elaborate, and it's based on a spell that uh, I was taught many years ago and have done for other people since. And it's a spell to kill your bad luck. I call it the bad luck decoy doll baby. Okay. So first you make a little tiny packet of blessing herbs, uh, rose petals, bay leaf, basil, crucible of courage, crown of success, powders. And you put that in with your personal concerns, preferably your hair. You tie that up. And you put that in another packet of protective things, um, white mustard seed, dragon's blood resin, and fiery wall of protection. And the, the uh, blessing packet you just made. And a lodestone chip named for the target. Then you put that all in, you make that all, tie that up in, in a little packet and put that in the middle of a doll, which is made however you want to make it. You pray over it and bury it in a grave. And when you pray over it, you're going to call God's attention to all the misery this, the person has had. You can even do this for yourself. And you're going to tell the doll after you baptize it, all my bad luck is yours to carry, yours to hold, yours to suffer. Wow. And, yeah. And then you bury it in a grave. You can even put, bury the grave in your backyard if you want to. Or you can actually go to the cemetery. You leave it there for three days. And then you dig it up and you say, arise and live. You know, just like Jairus' daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You are not dead, but only sleeping. Arise and live and leave your bad luck in the grave. Oh, wow. And then you take it home and you have waiting for you all your favorite foods, or if, you're, if this is for someone else, all their favorite foods, on your altar in little dishes, and you light a candle and, you know, you put on some nice music and make a little feast, just like Jairus' daughter. Wow. After that, you, you keep it in a private place, or I did this for a client once. You can disguise it as an ordinary toy doll, make some doll clothes for it. So if somebody finds it, they won't work, get freak out about you being into witchcraft or anything. Um, and you can keep it in a private place and feed it uh, monthly or maybe even yearly with blessing oil or 7-Eleven holy oil. This is really, really a good spell. 
because there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of people who come to us for chronic bad luck, mm-hmm. and I love this. It just takes away the bad luck, but the but the doll mm-hmm. is still there. This mm-hmm. is spectacular. Resurrection, I love it. Now the reason the reason for the magnet, the lodestone at the heart, is to draw fire. So if somebody mm-hmm. else attacks you in the future, they they don't find you. They find the doll. And that's why you want to feed it every year. Right. Right. Wow. Was this an is example an amazing... of one of those dolls that you keep forever. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a doll you would you would keep forever. And I love the way you're going to feed it once a year. Um it's um yeah, it's sort of taking away your trials and tribulations. It, mm-hmm. In a way, it's, uh, it's <laughs> yeah. permanently. Permanently. What an interesting spell. I have nothing yeah. to add to that. I'm just blown away by it. You come up with some of the amazing things to me. Um, Thank you. You're a, a thorough, inventive, and um, very, very deep-thinking worker. I like it. I'm getting a lot of praise here in the in the, the chat room, too. Do you have anything to add to that, Contrabandoli? No, this was such a fantastic, spectacular spell. Uh, What I really loved is the component of getting rid of the bad. The the burial is just such an evocative, evocative, evocative way of working. Mm -hmm. Um, I did want to ask briefly, this is for clients that may not know what you mean when you say feed it oil. What do you mean by that? Is this for, 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 for newbies who are just starting out? What do you mean yeah. when you say feed a doll baby oil? Well, since this, since this is a doll baby, you just get a little smear of oil on your finger, and you touch it to where the mouth should be if you haven't given it a face. Mm-hmm. I generally don't. Um, you could even repeat the feast of food and music, too, once a year if you want to. Mm. Because this doll's mm-hmm. working hard for you. It deserves some celebration. Mhm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Make wow. it your friend. Mhm. Wow. You know, it's it's like sending presents to the troops. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Wow. All right. Now, would you would you repeat the uh, uh, festival on the same day every year? Uh, or should it be, you know, maybe you feel a different day? What would your recommendation be? It depends on where the spirit leads you. I would, you know, if if you don't get any direction otherwise from the doll itself, um, mm-hmm. do it on the anniversary. Uh, if, mm-hmm. the, if the doll wants some reinforcement and, and morale boosters, do it when it requests. Or on the birthday of the target, or if it's for you, your own birthday. Make it part of your mm. own birthday celebration. Yeah, do it on your own birthday. Yeah. All right, that's really great. I want to, I wanna, before we get to our closing uh, moments here, I want to give a shout-out to those who are in the chat, and I just posted their names. Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, Angela Anna Gabriella, Angela L., Callie Mojo Girl, Catherine Ironwood, that's me, Conjurement Ollie, Doc Murphy One, Dr. Sweets, <laughs> Frilly Billy, Grateful Diana, Hound and Hearth, Jeremy S. Weiss, Justin Sanders, Quarch, 
Luminaria Star, Miss Michael, RB14672, Risen Raven, and Tamara999. And thank you all for coming into our chat, being part of this, and, and really, you know, adding some stuff that's you know gets logged in with the chat log and remains part of the show forever. Okay. And here comes our music. Ah, so sweet. And hard on the heels of the music comes galloping Jeremy Weiss. <laughs> and thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. And thank you, Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willett, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Workers will be Conjurman Ali of mm. theconjureman.com mm. in Diego, California, bringing us the very special topic of breaking love curses and blocks. Once again, we've come to another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, and the shows are available in the archive at luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. I got through it. (laughs) (laughs) You did. You did. Well done. So uh, next week is going to be real special. Ali, our co-host, is going to be our guest, and uh, Doc Murphy who is one of our longtime chat room collaborators and also has been a guest, is going to be our co-host. Yes, Doc Murphy is going to be a co-host. Isn't that going to be something? Exciting time. All right. Yeah. All righty. Well, um, we will be soon having some news for you all about uh, the upcoming um, news that we're not going to tell you what it is. And um, I thought we might give it this week, but we're not. But next week, I want Dr. Jeremy Wise to make an announcement, so he better prepare himself. We've got something upcoming that's very special, and we're going to be announcing it next week. Okay? (laughs) Y'all going to love it. All right. Very special. Um, Once in a year special. All right. (laughs) And um, thanks, everybody, for coming out here and being part of the show. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye.